So impeachment was on our mind. Uh, I mean, impeachment is always on our mind. Um, but so is senility, which is not always on my, our, our mind and never on the mind of Joe Biden. Uh, Kamala Harris came out and said some pretty interesting things. Then we also talk about with J.D. Vance, who was up on the floor until four o'clock in the morning. He came on the show. He was a little bit sleepy, but he told us what's in the bill and why this bill is so dangerous. Of course, we have Mitt Romney, who said it's the most important bill ever in the history of his voting in the Senate. Wow, it's that important that we send money over to the store owners of Ukraine. That's interesting, Um, you know, for some reason. Also, the sheriff in Butler County, Ohio, he's changing the way he's going to train his forces and also train the public. Um, He just heard from Christopher Wray that um, there's attacks that are imminent on our nation and um, it's going to be bad. That's according to the FBI. You got to hear what Butler said and then maybe take it seriously and prepare because something wicked this way comes. All on today's podcast. Brought to you in part by Berna. Remember how every once in a while, you know, when he wasn't trying to impress the green ladies, Captain Kirk would tell everybody, set your phasers on stun. Now, usually I always thought that was because, you know, the red shirts, you know, from engineering that went down. I don't know why the engineers were always the ones that had to go down. Don't you have any troops? Anybody trained to do this? No. Engineering, red suits, they go down, they get killed because they have their stupid phasers on stun. So, of course, they're going to die. Happened every episode. But I think... It might be because Captain Kirk could, maybe, possibly, make sweet, tender love to that green alien. You didn't know. So he was like, let's not kill the aliens. Let's just incapacitate them for a while. And then maybe, you know, I can hook up with them a little later. Now, also, there is a thing about if you kill the aliens, and there's an awful lot of paperwork with Starfleet, I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, But there are situations in the real world, too, uh, where you may not get lucky with a green alien. But going the uh, the, uh, less lethal way is the best way to go. Berna is the best alternative to deadly force. It fires powerful deterrents like tear gas and kinetic rounds. It's just like having a gun, except you can't kill people with this gun. It is a good go to first i mean when you pull out your gun you better be prepared to kill somebody you're not shooting to wound you're going to kill somebody that's at least how i was taught pay attention to what you're pulling out of your back or your pocket if it's a gun you better be right well there are situations in the real world that you know hey that person there at the 7-eleven that's holding everybody up maybe you know maybe they look kind of cute i'm just saying Berna, proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Visit Berna, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Glenn. Get an exclusive 10% discount by using my name, Glenn. It's Berna dot com slash Glenn. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So the NFL, the Super Bowl had 123.4 million viewers. That is the largest television audience since Do you know the do you know the answer to this, Stu? Uh I think I heard since the moon landing, is that accurate? The moon landing. Wow. The moon landing. Insanity. That 
That's crazy. Think of all the things that have happened since the moon landing. And that's the most watched since the moon landing. And for a game that was a sloppy mess for three quarters. I mean, it was awful. It was not a great football game to the very end. I just wanted to stop watching it, but we're big Kansas City Chiefs fans. And I kept saying, where's Mahomes? Where's Mahomes? And we got into the half and I said to my son, he always, when his back is against the wall, he always comes back in the end. He's going to, he's, because I was trying to talk my son down from the roof. Um, but uh, it was an amazing, amazing one and a half quarters, you know? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. fourth quarter and about half the third was great. Yeah. It went in overtime, of course, as well. Yeah. It was, uh, I yeah. mean, look, it turned yeah. into an all time classic game and it just, yeah. it, it did not start that way. It's an amazing that that of all the Super Bowls would be the one. It has the highest ever. But now with the last, I mean, we have, for all the talk about how people were going to abandon the NFL, uh, you know, the last two Super Bowls are the most watched Super Bowls yeah, of all I know. time. I and, know. You know, like it's just I people know. really like the sport. It's pretty great. Yeah. And they're not as bad as they as they were, you know, in the beginning where everybody had a, you know, white people are racist on the back of their helmet. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, well, can we, you know, it, they've they've calmed down from uh, oh, that. Yeah. By the way, 20 percent of the people who watched the Super Bowl said they were voting or ro- rooting for uh, Kansas City because of Taylor Swift. 20 percent of the viewers that's incredible. I don't know. I'd say she has some influence on the culture. She certainly does. I mean, my daughter is uh, turned into yeah. a, quite the Swifty at this point, uh, and uh, she's yeah. she's eleven, and she's very much loving everything that Taylor Swift does. So, like half my job at the game, I was like watching the game, but then also had to take very frequent photos and videos of Taylor Swift sitting in her luxury box, yeah, and uh, and hugging yeah. and kissing Jason Kelsey. Or, or, well, actually, Jason would be actually a new story. Travis Kelsey would be the one that she was kissing. So uh, Rolling Stone came out, Taylor's beer, Satanism, and feet washing. Right-wingers spent the Super Bowl complaining. Listen to this. This this is from uh, Rolling Stone. Taylor Swift chugging a beer, like most people at the game. Taylor Swift seemed to be having a great time. At one point, the music star, fresh off tour in uh, Japan, was shown on the Jumbotron chugging a beer. Thing, something never, that has never been done at this football game. Quote, Taylor Swift enjoying herself at the Super Bowl, pounding beers with Satanists. Um, that comes from uh, Drew Hernandez on X. Gross. We don't need to be glorifying public intoxic- intoxication. This is from Laura Loomer. Imagine being a parent and saying this woman is a role model for your daughter. Do people want their daughters to be drunks with high body counts? I prefer my icons to be like Donald Trump. Sober. Wow. Uh, Laura <laughs> I, I, you know, this coming from an alcoholic <laughs> and a Mormon, okay? <laughs> Somebody who is part of the church of, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm just saying, if there was somebody that would have a problem with it, it should be me. I don't have a problem with that. Now, I do have a slight problem with some of the Satanist stuff that was going on. I mean, I'm not saying... I'm not saying anyone is a Satanist. I am. But I'm just saying that you don't play around with the Satan stuff. Ice Spice. Have you followed this? I don't even know who Ice Spice is. I have no I idea. I don't either. Uh, inform me, Glenn. She guesses a... 
She was a rapper. She was a friend of Taylor Swift. She's in the box. She was wearing, what was that uh, clothing company? Balen- is it Balenciaga or something like that? Balenciaga or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Balenciaga. That, you know, the one that was pushing for child sex and Satanism and all that stuff. She was wearing a top, apparently, from them. I don't know how you could tell. And she was wearing a cross around her neck that was upside down. And then she was giving the devil horns. Now, I always thought this symbol was for the Texans. I always, I thought this was for A&M, uh, but maybe not. Uh, maybe it's the devil horns. I'm not okay. sure. Is that... Is that A and M's? Am I thinking I the right? I don't think we should comment on your on your okay. sports knowledge. Okay, um, but uh, anyway, yeah, yes, I, I um, no, I, I, I there is a a sense. Does anyone get the sense that perhaps like conservative, at least some? I don't know. These are not the people that I talk to, but like on the online version of conservatives, conservatives lately just don't seem to want to embrace anything that seems fun at all. Like I, like I'm not saying that Satanism <laughs> is part of the fun, but it's like, can we just right. like enjoy really a not. football game really and not. move on? Like I, who, like it is. Yeah. It so is the not only my thing, job uh, to manage whoever this person's is wardrobe. I don't. I don't care what they wear. I'm not. I don't take my advice on religion from idiots sitting next to people in in luxury boxes at football games. I, I feel like we're kind. We're just worried about weird stuff sometimes. Yeah, well, I think the worry, and I'm not saying about this, but I do think that we become Satan worshipers without even knowing it. We well, are performing ancient rituals without even knowing it. We really are. You are? Um, we've talked when about it on- When you say we, give me the we. What's the we that Pretty you're, much you. Oh, well, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I we would indicate the rest you, of America. Just so you know, when you say we. Pretty much you. <laughs> that's what we means. It includes yourself. No, I think uh, as a society. I mean, we've yeah. talked about it over and over again. Yeah. It, it, it's, there are some things that are going on. You know, you look at the mtv music awards and you know we don't we don't need to do satanic rituals we just i just i you know yeah, some, some, sing some me optimal. a song mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah, exactly yeah sing me a song leave out the drinking of blood and the devil worship stuff 100 um, percent with you on but, that i mean but like taylor swift chugging a beer at a football game it was a very actually a very likable moment it was it was funny in the stadium yes. like she waited till she got on camera she, when, it, she basically had the beer sitting there until the camera turned to her and as soon as she did she just reached for it and chugged it i mean it was a it was a funny, likable moment. That's all it was. Yeah. The the bashing of Taylor Swift drinking a beer makes her more likable and you less likable. Mm. Uh, just want to point that out for, you know, anybody who's like, yeah, everybody's against Taylor Swift. No, not so much. Not so much. I don't know. Don't know if you've seen uh, what she's uh, what she's done later. Uh, lately. You don't have to like her. No. no um, I mean, and I- you could even be a. You know, you could even be, you know, like, hey, you know, she does some weird stuff on stage again. You know, the witchcraft stuff. I just don't think you should be modeling that at all, yeah, ever. Yeah, like, you know, I, again, even like it's fun. Whether you like Taylor Swift or not, is it's not all that important, honestly. So yeah, you know, it's like, and, and when she, you know, when this all started, it was frustrating as an NFL fan because they were taking up time to talk about her instead of actually covering the game but that lasted like a couple of weeks and then honestly she pops up there a couple yeah, of times and it's not has not been a big deal Fine. in a long time it's like just i don't know <sighs> we get so sensitive everyone's so sensitive about everything gosh i mean it's like everybody. okay can i ask you this so you're not offended by the he gets us ad did I you see this did, ad? no i still? did not i don't see any of the ads so i i'm, I'm always learning about the ads yeah, the next well, day this one is mm-hmm. this one is this one he gets us 
You know, the he gets us campaign. Yeah. The one where they show Jesus doing stuff and he's always really nice. You know, unlike the real Jesus, who was just an <laughs> SOB, you know, he's always doing what Jesus would do. Nice things. Okay, you nice know? things. Yeah. Um, and so in this campaign, uh, it uh, it had Jesus or it had other people playing the role of Jesus, if you will, washing the feet like there was a police officer washing the feet of a BLM supporter. OK, okay. the last one was a priest washing the feet of a transgender person. And everybody was upset about it. I mean, this is blasphemous, you know, blah, 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 blah. I came out and I was alone yesterday, I think. Um, <laughs> very alone. Mm -hmm. I don't really think that's blasphemous. Uh, I don't. I think Jesus wants us to love each other. Now, you could say, you could make the case that, yeah, then how come they didn't have the BLM person washing the feet of the cop mm -hmm. you know that would have been nice you know mm -hmm. anything that went the other direction right. i agree with that um but because that's what jesus would do but i you know i think that the the idea of love is kind of i mean he didn't copyright it but he should have the whole love thing he should have been hey 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 copyright infringement that's mine yeah okay um so people are upset uh, and there is a great article by Lily Hayes uh, on Blaze, theblaze.com. Uh, she says, yes, Jesus did wash the feet, but that's not all he did. And then she goes into the ad. Uh, Jesus didn't come to bring about a political victory, but a radical revolution in every person's heart. The ad ended with a screen that read, Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feets. Um, the ad immediately sparked controversy. She said, first, Jesus didn't teach hate. He told us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. He did come to serve. He dined with the sinners, spoke with the unclean rejects of society. You know, there's one way to look at this ad. And this ad, you could say, well, he, you know, the police officer was washing the BOM guy's feet. I think that makes the police officer the Jesus character. And who would you rather be in that picture? Jesus? Or the protester. I'm going to go with Jesus for me. In fact, it's not even a close call on any of those things. I'd rather be the one who loves. And we've looked at it like, how come they're not washing our feet? I don't know. Because Jesus was in the other role. I'm just, I'm just saying you could look at it that way. Uh, Jesus dined with sinners, spoke with the unclean rejects of society, even washed Judas's feet on the night of his betrayal. Now, I can't think of something that would piss people off. BLM protest, turning you into the Roman guard to be crucified. Which one is bigger to forgive? Transgender or the guy who got you crucified? Mm. You know, I mean, if Jesus can wash the feet of Judas, and he knew Judas was going to turn him in. I don't know. I think that may, there may be, I don't have a biblical metal detector, but I bet it would be going off in the love area right there, you know? 
maybe something we should look at. I mean, it's the problem that most people have with it, kind of what you outlined, which is it feels like it's just preaching to one side, right? Like, hey, you conservatives should be nicer to transgender people and BLM supporters. Like, it, it's, it's more of the pandering aspect than questioning whether Jesus would, would love and wash or, the feet of his enemies. Or, or enemies, is it a message to Christians, all of us Christians, that will fall on deaf ears for others? And they'll make it about politics. Is it a message for those of us who claim to know Christ that we should love our enemies because they're not our enemies. They're our brothers and sisters. They may be in error. We may not like them, but we should not hate them. I think that's probably the message. I don't think it's I don't think it's it's political at all. It's saying those of you who believe you're Christians you are on this side, generally speaking. What do you say? You lo- stand against them. Stand against what they're preaching, what they're doing, just like Jesus did. But you love them so we don't make things worse. I don't, I, I can't think of a better message than that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's but nobody's good, taking it that way. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I think there's, it seems to be there's questions about the motivations of this group, which, I, again, I don't even know who's, I don't even know, any, I don't know much about it, uh, honestly, the actual campaign. But I mean, it does, in the context of today, you could see why someone looks at that and says, well, they're only telling me I need to do it, and they're not saying to the others out there that they need to do it yeah. as well. Like, I can see why you might take well, that take from the, them. But take still, the, the log out of your still, own eye. Right, yeah, yeah. Take the log out of your own eye. I mean, by the way, I did find out in all my research going through all of this that uh, uh, Baphomet, you know who he is, you know, that big statue of, you know, Satan, found out he's transgender. I don't know if you knew that. Nah. But Baphomet is transgender just thought i'd point that out Mm. back in just (laughs) back in just a second this is the best of the glenn beck program and we really want to thank you for listening hey hey i just i mean i did what i like to point out have we gotten to the part yet where the terrorists are coming I'm just saying that's the part where you're going to say, hey, what was that number for that medical company, you know, that was giving all the antibiotics so you could have them in case there's a total breakdown of society? Yeah, yeah. It's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical dot com. Really important because you can have the five, you know, most popular antibiotics. I mean, my favorite is is uh, Augmentin. What's your favorite? Anyway, you get the five most popular uh, uh, antibiotics, but you can also expand it to all of the stuff that your family takes, and you could have that for a year, a year's worth in your ha- in your home. So, if there is some sort of breakdown of the system, you still have your family protected. Jace Medical, J A S E Medical. dot com. Back to the podcast. Well, in his continued sellout of our nation and our values, Mitt Romney uh, made a comment from the Senate floor telling his colleagues that the vote on Ukraine uh, aid is, in his words, listen, cut seven. The vote we will soon take to provide military weapons for Ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. Wow, that's amazing. 
Now, uh, there's a couple of things that I'd like to point out. Uh, first of all, it's not really weapons. Uh, much of that $90 billion goes to uh, shore up their Social Security, which ours isn't shored up. But we're going to pay for all of their Social Security payments. We are also paying the salary of almost every member of the government, their entire government um, in Ukraine, all of the salaries. Um, plus, we're also giving them some military aid. Oh, and we're keeping some of their small businesses open. You know, because we're so good at that here. So it's really not that. And the most important vote we'll take as a senator. <whistles> I've seen a lot of important votes. This must be a doozy, huh? Now, Eric Schmidt noticed and pointed out nearly every Republican senator under the age of 55 voted no on this America last bill. 15 out of the 17 were elected in 2018. They voted no. Things are changing, just not fast enough. I have to tell you, this old guard has got to let the new guard do its job. You did your job, and we see how it's left this country. Now, what do you say you let the people who are actually going to be alive when we have to pay for some of these things... What do you say you let them do their job? No, no, no. We need Nancy Pelosi. We've got to have Mitch McConnell. Really? Maybe in the Smithsonian, but not in Congress. Now, we found out uh, that J.D. Vance, is he with us yet? He may be sleeping. He was supposed to be on with us right now, but he was on the floor at 4 o'clock in the morning trying to stop this insane bill. Uh, but did anybody listen? No, not really. Here's the, here's the really bad thing. Buried in this bill uh, for foreign aid is a clause that would prevent President Trump from stopping aid to Ukraine if he would become president. So it's now the law. And it goes on for, I don't even know, Stu, is it two or three years? And we're spending all this money, and if there's a change in the presidency, it's not just going to stop him, but if he stops it, it's automatic impeachment. That's the, I mean, they still have to vote on it, obviously. This is just what one of the things they went after him for last time, right? Like, this is one of their justifications uh-huh. for the first Trump impeachment. Um, you know, uh, Senator Vance, if he's able to come with us, can explain this maybe a little bit further because that part of it, I think, is still it would still be they would need to vote for it and would still need to go through that normal process. But like, you're right. I mean, like one of the scary parts about this particular funding is like we gave them a bunch of our stuff, right? We gave a bunch of that, a bunch of our military stockpiles to Ukraine to f- mm-hmm. to fight in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And then this money is supposed to replenish our stock. Uh, you know, a good... Well, uh, let's talk... Yeah, let's talk to him, yeah. Yeah, let's talk to the senator and find out exactly. J.D. Vance, thank you. I know you're, you've you been up... You were on the floor at 4 a.m. Have you slept yet? I have not, no, no. But I'm still uh, pretty oh, fired up. So I'll, I'll, I'll sleep later. When I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you bet. Uh, okay, so tell us about this clause, this hidden clause. 
Well, so so basically, you have to go back to 2019 to understand this. So, um, using a weird, archaic rule uh, from the Impound Control Act, the Democrats argued in 2019 that because money had been appropriated to Ukraine, so note the similarity, uh, even though it's five years apart, because the money had been appropriated to Ukraine, and because Trump had refused to spend the money as appropriated, he had actually violated the law. And so what they have done with this law uh, here is appropriate money, not just through the end of 2024, but into 25 and into 26. And so if Trump, again, refused to give the money that was appropriated to Ukraine in exactly the manner prescribed, they would have not just a similar, but the exact same argument for impeaching him in 2025 as they did in 2019. Now, it would be absurd and spurious until we would hopefully defeat it. Uh, but we shouldn't give the Democrats weapons uh, because they might stupidly use them. We should just not give the Democrats weapons. So tell me where this, speaking of weapons, tell me where this money actually goes, because they say we're arming the Ukrainians. Now, we've already done that. We've armed them. And I'm sure some of this is for the military. But what else are we funding in that $90 billion? Well, so there's a lot of humanitarian assistance, uh, by the way, not just to uh, the Ukrainians, but also that will flow to the Gazans. Uh, We know what happens with humanitarian assistance that flows to Gaza. It very often ends up in the hands of Hamas. So I I guarantee that at least a few dollars of American taxpayer money will flow to Gaza. You know, on the Ukrainian side, we have to remember that the humanitarian assistance is actually the biggest source of corruption. Uh, We've heard, for example... Uh, from American energy companies that have tried to do business in Ukraine, uh, that the Ukrainian humanitarian assistance is handed out in the form of sweetheart contracts to Ukrainian oligarchs and the companies that they have heavily inflated. Of course it is. I mean, we've documented this forever, forever. I mean, if you don't know it by now, you're, you're, I mean, you're just blind to the truth and you're just a reckless senator. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, look, we know exactly what's going on. We know it's a corrupt country. Uh, We know that, you know, yes, there is some money in this package to rebuild the American weapons supplies. But but remember, we have we give so much discretion in the Congress to Joe Biden using what's called presidential drawdown authority or PDA, uh, that the president will immediately take the weapons that are produced for our own stocks and then just hand them over to Ukraine. So uh, this is a massive boondoggle. We know that it will benefit a lot of corrupt parties. Uh, and importantly, we know that it will continue this war, uh, which I, I think is just not in America's core interest. I think there's no strategy. There's no plan to bring this thing to a close. And I'm I'm really just scandalized, Glenn, at how many Republicans voted for this, given the impeachment time bomb that we just discussed, given how endless the Ukraine war is, given that Joe Biden is commander in chief. You know, one of the arguments I hear from my friends on the pro-Ukraine funding side is they'll say, well, we should be doing this, this, this and this. And I always say, well, why do you have any confidence that Joe Biden would do any of these things, given how incompetent his administration is? We we don't have President Donald Trump or even, you know, President Tom Cotton in the Oval Office. We we have a President Joe Biden and we have to make public policy as if we live in reality. So what's going to happen now? The bill passed. Well, you know, the one thing I will say, Glenn, is, you know, it's always bad when your enemies gain territory, but sometimes it can be a victory because they gain territory at a lot of loss. I mean, we really, I think, inflicted some damage in the messaging battle yesterday, which was ultimately the goal of 
you know, spending so much time on the House floor and filibustering as long as we did, uh, the House is really, I think, radicalized against this legislation. The only way, really the only way for it to pass in the House is for Republicans to cooperate with Democrats to give the floor over to Hakeem Jeffries. This is called a discharge petition. And look, we just have to make sure this doesn't happen. Uh, in fact, any Republican who cooperates in handing the floor to Hakeem Jeffries should get an immediate primary and should be persona non grata in the Republican Party. So that is the next stage of the fight. We have much, much better terrain uh, for that fight in the House because we have the majority. Uh, we'll see what happens, Glenn, but I'm optimistic we can at least kill this version of the bill. Well, I hope it continues. I, I just, uh, you know, there, there's so much misinformation on by the government uh, that this was a border bill. This last one was a border bill. No, it wasn't. It was an immigration bill. And nobody except Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden have been asking for an immigration bill. Well, America has rejected that over and over and over again. Comprehensive immigration reform. Uh, w- w- that's not what we were asking for. We were asking for the border to be secured. Now, it, does it look like anything's going to happen on that front? Well, unless the House really stands their ground, Glenn. I mean, again, what, what we should say to the president is you don't get another dime for Ukraine unless you actually secure the border. That's sort of a basic operating presumption. We won't even consider bills that give money to Ukraine unless you secure the border. We really need the House to sort of stand firm on this point. I think they have a chance, actually, because, again, they have the majority and they have the willpower here. It's just, it's, again, it's going to be a question of how many Republicans they can find to stab their voters in the back. Um, unfortunately, uh, there, there, there are a few out there. We know that. Hopefully there are not enough in, in the House to do it and to give Team Jeffries control of the floor. I remember, um, I remember September 11th. I have absolutely no idea what we were talking about the day before, but all of it was irrelevant. I don't know if you've heard uh, the sheriff of Butler County, Richard Jones, but uh, he said he was briefed along with the other sheriffs from the National Sheriff's Association by uh, Christopher Ray last week. And uh, Christopher Ray uh, scared the sheriff's uh, association to their core, it sounds, uh, saying that there, we, are, we have a terrorist attack that is imminent. Everything changes. And I don't know how every Republican or even just how every sellout that just only cares about reelection is missing that because of these open borders and because of what we're doing uh, in Ukraine and with Taiwan and uh, and Israel or Iran, we are ripe for the taking for for terrorist attacks. And when that happens, these guys are not going to fare well at the polls. They're just not. No, they're not, Glenn. Sheriff Jones is a good guy. I know him. He's at Butler County is actually where I was born and raised, uh, Butler County, Ohio. So. Uh, He's he's dead right, unfortunately. We're at the greatest risk of a terrorist attack in this country in at least 20 years. Uh, We know that there are many thousands of people who are at least suspected on the terrorist watch list. At least a few hundred of them are definitely uh, terrorists. They're in our country. We have no reason why. We have no reason what they're planning. And this is unfortunately the consequence of Joe Biden's open border. Um, Mm. Look, I, of course, hope nothing happens. Uh, and Me I too. think we have to do everything that we can to prevent as many bad people as we can from coming into the country. But we also have to prepare. Uh, and, I, and I think, unfortunately, we have a lot of bad dudes in this country right now. 
You know what I always notice, Glenn, is, is these people always argue, uh, meaning the, the open borders folks, they always say this is about asylum. These people are fe- fleeing political persecution. And then you look at the people who are allegedly claiming asylum, and they're all like men between the ages of 20 and 35. I, I, I tend to remember mm. from my history that when political persecution is happening, it's the women and children who are the most affected by it, not the 20 to 35-year-old yep. military-age men. So it's pretty frightening stuff. Isn't that weird? Thank you, J.D. I appreciate it. Go get some sleep. Uh, J.D. Vance, uh, the senator from Ohio, has been uh, up all night trying to stop this bill in the Senate, along with a handful of others. And I thank every single one of them for doing their job. The best of the Glenn Beck program. So I I just want to I just I want to play the Houston police breaking down um, the 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 shooters pronouns. at this church shooting. Um, cut five, please. So she has utilized both male and female names, but through all of our investigation mm-hmm. to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been o- identified this entire time as female, she, her, and so uh, we are identifying her as Genesee Moreno, Hispanic female. Oh, the hate-mongering. Um, she occasionally identified as a male. Um, you know. Can we just check her pants for the junk? That's all we need to know. I, I don't... Why? Why is the Houston police... Here's why. Because some stupid reporter w- actually said, Why are you... You know, she identified as a male. I'm sorry I said she. And that's why they had to do this. It's insanity. Just say no, America. Don't even listen to those people. They say that, go, yep, not listening to you anymore. Is that the important part of this? Well, no, of course not. But again, we have another shooter that identifies both ways. So not a conservative, just there. That's why you don't hear much about this story. Okay? I'm just saying. Now, let me help me out here. Lakewood shooter had an AR-15 sticker on the AR-15 rifle said Palestine it was used by a woman, I think, used to open fire at celebrity pastor Joel Olstein's Lakewood Church in Houston, injuring two, including her son, according to police. Some anti-Semitic writings have also been recovered, but a motive behind the Sunday afternoon shooting has not been determined. Okay, wait a minute. I, oh, ow, I just, blood shooting out of my eyes. I thought for a second I had an ice pick in my eye. No, it's just this story. So let me see. We have mm, a woman who also claims to be a man. Got it. We have them with a AR-15 with Palestine on the barrel. Uh, And then we found some anti-Semitic writings. But we don't know the motive. Let me ask you. Has anyone, anybody on the right been given that kind of grace? I mean, I believe in grace, but this is ridiculous. We do believe that there was a family dispute that took place between her, 
her ex-husband and her ex-husband's family, some of which were Jewish, experts say. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I can't, I, I can't assign a motive to this at all. Now, here's what I, I can't find. Suspect 30, uh, 36-year-old uh, Janice Yvonne Moreno entered the church, blah, 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 pointed the gun, yada, yada. I can't find anywhere if she is an American citizen or here illegally. That would seem kind of important, wouldn't it? I mean, not as important as her pronouns, surely, but kind of interesting, at least. By the way, the uh, the migrant moped gangs in New York, have you heard about them? They come up to people on a moped and they just steal their purse, steal their phones right off into the sunset. They dragged uh, one woman. What was it? Almost almost a block, I think. Uh, they're, they're great. I mean, they are good people. These are just people trying to, you know, come here and earn a living. They're just good, decent people. Well, they caught one of the guys, uh, and he apparently was the ringleader. Um, now this is going to come as a surprise to you, but he was from Venezuela. And, uh, when he was, um, yeah, 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 he was an illegal here from Venezuela, but when he got here, he was just looking to change his life and his family's life, you know, by dragging people in the street, um, you know, by their purse strap, uh, who just wouldn't let go. I mean, that's really her fault, not his. Um, and then of course he, um, he robbed a bunch of people uh, in New York, Yonkers, New Jersey, and Florida. Um, he, w- when they arrested him, they, they found uh, an illegal gun. Wow. An illegal gun with an illegal. That's a double negative. Don't they cancel each other out in today's world? He was using it in a Fort Lauderdale armed heist. Um, the same gun that was used uh, at a gunpoint robbery at Solid Gold Jewelry in Manhattan. Uh, where he took uh, $279,000. He apparently, uh, he's been a busy little bee. I mean, hey, don't say that these aren't entrepreneurs. Look what he's doing. He had a a shootout uh, with another crew in the Bronx. Um, You know, uh, these, these poor, innocent migrants who are just here to better their lives, sometimes they're like, hey, that purse... That purse was in my territory. I get to see, uh, stel, uh, steal that purse. And the others don't agree. Maybe they don't speak the same language. Maybe it's climate change that is causing the problem there. Anyway, um, he said um, the crime network that he's part of is much bigger than me. Uh, in a million years, I never thought you'd catch me, uh, he said. Uh, I've been doing. I've been going to Miami every three weeks. And this is much bigger than me. Apparently, he is, uh, he's part of a, a whole, I don't know, I guess, migrant movement uh, to relieve some people, black and white, of the money they just don't need or the phones that they just don't need. By the way, also, um, migrants, if you can call them that, have crossed the northern border from Canada into New York, Vermont, New Hampshire. In record numbers this year, they have reportedly taken advantage of low staff and lack of fencing in the region. Well, you wouldn't want to put fencing up there. You'd have to have, if you do that, then the border guard has to come up and cut the fencing down. 
I mean, that just seems like a waste of money, even for America. They revealed that more than 12,200 migrants were caught illegally crossing the Canadian border last year, representing a sharp spike in attempted crossings. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to give you another story. Um, Justin Trudeau, love him, love him. He looks just like his his dad, Fidel. Um, But uh, he's decided that Canada is going to take a lot of people in from Gaza, which is good. Now, I don't know if they love the cold weather of Canada and that's why they're going, or they might want to just come on down south a little bit. What could happen? What could happen? Why watch our borders? Okay, so some Gaza people. Don't assume that they're for, you know, Hamas. That's only about 87% of them. So they come here and they want to be in, you know, warmer territory. Um, and so they cross the border. What is the, why, why, why all this hate now? Also in Chicago, uh, the Democrats have now turned against mayor Johnson on the migrant issue. Uh, the migrant costs, uh, crisis could apparently flip the state of Illinois to purple. Huh? National Review report on Monday spoke with various activists and Democratic candidates on the growing number of migrants in the city. Cook County Board of Commissioners candidate uh, was particularly vocal on public funds being used to house migrants instead of helping the homeless. We have people who have come here illegally who have jumped the line. Now, I know what you're saying. What a hate monger. But let's just look at it from her point of view. Yeah, these other people came here the right way. Um, Other people were born here and can't get help. Uh, And suddenly these other people come across the border, no questions asked. And we seem to be giving them a lot of hotel rooms. I don't know. I mean, I see your point a little bit. Of course, it's filled with hate. And so I reject it entirely. But I don't know if I were let's say somebody who was impoverished and an American, I might be a little pissed at how, hey, isn't that the guy I saw on TV, you know, with Hamas? Why is he going to the hotel and getting a free ride? I don't know. I don't know. Shut up, hate monger. Um, th- she also said that uh, it's not Abbott's, Abbott's fault. He didn't ask for it. Quote, we asked for it. This is an activist in Chicago saying we asked for it by becoming a sanctuary city. Listen to this one. Peace activist Dr. Laura Chamberlain also pushed back the idea that Abbott was to blame. What state could possibly take in millions of refugees? Others pointed to a growing resentment among that African-American community over the preferential treatment of migrants. The reality is, if you look at Chicago now, you have high unemployment rates among African-American youth in particular. You have a lack of mental health services in Chicago. You have thousands of homeless people in Chicago already. They were never, ever focused on like they're focusing on the migrants. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Now, wait a minute. Hang on just a second. I know that the Marxist rule book calls for a race war. And so far, you haven't really been able to get white people to hate black people uh, and have a race war. I wonder if this might have something to do with that, because taking the jobs of poor African-Americans. Wow. Surely not. Now, everybody makes this political. 
And I'm going to show you that. Here's what NBC, this is what MSNBC said. They went to these people and they asked them, why are Latino voters like yourself choosing Trump? So they've made that they've boiled it all down to politics. And I'm sure climate change is in there someplace. This Hispanic said, because we see what's happening with our economy, we know that gas prices in 2020 were a lot lower. We recognize that immigrants coming into our border is not helping. It's causing crime. Whoa, I can't handle that much common sense. I got I'm a little uh, I'm a little wobbly right now. I am. But I'm an old, well-meaning elderly man who has lost a lot of his his memory. Uh, And so give me a break. Give me 60 seconds to recover from that common sense from a political uh, question. What is this really all about? I'll tell you next. NMLS 182334. NMLS APR for the rates in the five starts at 6.275% for well-qualified buyers. Call 800-906-2440 for details about credit costs and terms. Man, every time I hear that, I think that's my I like that better than a song. That's my favorite part of the day. Hearing that disclaimer, American financing can thank you, federal government. American financing can help uh, you access the cash in your home and pay off the high interest debt that you might have on credit cards. Last year, they helped members of this audience that called in an average of eight hundred and fifty four dollars every single month. That is giving yourself a ten thousand dollar raise. What a way to start the new year. And if you start today, you might be able to delay two mortgage payments. So call American Financing. Call them today at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, so let me give you a couple of stories before I get to, um, you know, what the government is doing. So MSNBC asked a political question. Why would you vote for Donald Trump? You're Hispanic. Like, that's a non-racist question. Because we see what's happening with our economy. They know what gas prices were in 2020. We recognize that immigrants coming to our border is not helping. It's causing crime. Wow, so crime inflation and open borders are important to Hispanics. Now that's weird. Now there's another warning that uh, came out. I talked to you about it uh, last hour from Butler County Sheriff Richard Jones. Um, He got a warning from the um, head of the FBI, the director of the FBI, Christopher (laughs) Ray. Don't you love him? He said uh, the update for the National Sheriff's Association annual meeting was um, that he is convinced a terrorist attack in the U.S. is imminent. Now, where would that terrorist attack come from? Because didn't Stu, correct me if I'm wrong. Did we fix that overstaying of visas thing? Because that's the only way these 19 hijackers got in last time. They overstayed their visas. Oh, it's it's 100 percent fixed, Glenn. No problems with that at all. So, okay, Mm -hmm. good. Okay, so if we've done that, then we fixed all the problems. How could these terrorists possibly be getting in? Now, he's saying, uh, after talking to Christopher Ray, that the police and sheriffs are going to, it's going to be, you are going to have to take control of your own family and your own security 
because as he says, the National Guard and the military are just not coming to save you. It'll be your sheriffs, your police departments, and the people of the community. Hmm. So crime is going up. It seems to be out of control. The prosecution, they've decided to rest. Uh, And what is our government doing? Well, several major credit card companies have decided to move forward with a plan to track purchases made at gun retailers in California, according to CBS News. The good, fine people at American Express, Visa, and MasterCard will implement a new merchant code for firearm and ammunition retailers, allowing the banks to track suspicious purchases to comply with a new California law. Now, adopting the code will not provide information about the specific items purchased at the retailer. You know, credit cards don't record data on a SKU level. Retailers are assigned merchant category codes based on the types of items they sell. So they won't be able to know you bought this particular scope. They'll just know, hey, look who's looking at scopes. Hey, look who's buying a bunch of nondescript ammunition. It could be, I don't know, rocks for a slingshot. Whatever's in the ammunition department. We can't, we're not going to just tell everybody, look at David over there. (laughs) The bank has told me that he's storing up on ammunition. You don't know that. Could be Nerf ammunition. You don't know. Neither does the federal government. What a bunch of bullcrap this is. So the country is going down the crapper. Things are becoming more unlawful, unruly. Tensions are rising. And what is the government doing? Are they doing what the the sheriff of Butler County said that everybody should do and prepare, train, make sure that you are capable of handling any situation because you may be the one that has to defend yourself? No, they're they're letting all kinds of drug cartels, poor drugs, illegal guns, whatever they want into the streets. But they want to make sure that Glenn Beck, if he's buying, is he buying a rifle? What is he thinking? I mean, I've heard him on the air. He's got to be thinking about shooting up a, I don't know, is it Jack in the Box? Or is it because they don't, they, they didn't serve him enough hamburgers? We don't know. Wendy's, were they out of the big Frosty? Because I know he likes to dip his French fries into the chocolate Frosties. Yeah, call him crazy because we do here at the FBI. But he just bought a box of some ammunition. We don't know what kind. But maybe we should watch him. No, maybe you should watch the border. Maybe you should watch the people who wish us ill.